I'm Charlie Taylor. I'm Ben Carter. We're two hip-hop writers and fans of hip-hop. I am lead editor of The Fifth Element, where I highlight the fifth element of hip-hop, knowledge. And I head up hip-hop by numbers, where I research statistics and use them to paint a bigger picture. And welcome to Digging in the Digits. Good morning slash evening, Benjamin. Yes, good morning. How are you, Charlie? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a slow, it's been a slowish week. I'm, I'm, at, I'm at that point where I'm just like um, trying to, trying to get in the groove with some stuff, and I'm just like, this, this isn't going as fast as I want it to be. <laughs> well, I mean, we just, but, we just had a long weekend. So, did you, you guys have a long weekend over in the UK? Correct. Oh yes, yes, bank holiday. Yeah, yeah, bank holiday. Yeah, we've been. Yeah, the the vibes have been decent. You know, it's it's been like uh, the first. Uh, it's actually been the first instance of, believe it or not, twenty degree weather. I know, it's, it's, it's <laughs> twenty degrees Celsius. It's um, oh, it's amazing. You guys, first really, time this year. You guys have got a, a rough situation over there. I have to tell you. <laughs> I mean, any like twenty degrees is a good day in Australia in Sydney, <laughs> but anything under that, and I'm not happy. So I, I don't envy you. Does it ever get below twenty? It does in the winter, but I mean, only for okay. a couple of months, and then outside. But we get to we get we get up to into the forties, so that's a little bit different. Yeah, that now that's that's I'm gonna die. I, I like I like heat, but anything past like. 30, 35, I'm, I'm starting to like, okay, okay, let's chill, <laughs> let's, let's, calm, let's calm down, that's, that's not even t-shirt weather, that's no shirt, constant <laughs> splashing of water weather, anyway. I'll tell you what, <laughs> I'll tell you what has heated up my week, I listened to Ventura by Anderson Park, and it was... Oh, uh, yes, okay, give me some, give me some quick review, quick review. That was, it was good, it was hot, it, uh, like, because I thought to myself, you know, since we're doing the podcast, I should start listening mm-hmm. to some of these albums, so I listened to that, yeah. and then... You know, it was, it was a good album. It was very enjoyable. But then, stupidly, I listened to Nav's album straight after because I was like, I've been quite critical of this Nav album, but I haven't fully listened to it. And it cooled down real quick. Like, if, if you're feeling too hot in the UK at any point, put on the Nav album, Bad Habits, and it will freeze up because it is cold and emotionless. I did not enjoy it. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That is too funny. <laughs> I that mean, is great. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm glad you took one for the team on that one. To be fair, like, I'm, I'm good, good, for, good on you. You took one for the team. Well, I want to use it as a bit of a segue into this because obviously there was a blow up recently with Dave East saying that yes, he didn't like Lil Nas X's Old Town Road, and mm-hmm. you and I discussed it a little bit, and we thought about the difference between you know an old head and is hip-hop just a young person's game? And I actually have yeah. some some statistical experience in this. It was like the first article I wrote where I passionately uh, argued that ageism in hip-hop doesn't exist. So it's very interesting. Right. It's very interesting because, you know, Lil Nas X is only 20, so he's a very young guy. He's one of the youngest exactly. hip-hop artists to hit the Hot 100 top 10 this decade. Um mm. And so, you know, and there are articles around that where people did like studies on on whether people stop discovering music after a certain age. And I think they, they came up with the age was like 28 or something like that. Uh, mm. So, 
yeah, I can understand why older people are kind of critical of the younger generation and what's on the radio. Um, but Dave East, man, everyone just kind of piled on top of him after that happened. Yeah, I mean, on that on that uh, you know particular conversation, I just I, I just find it a bit I, I find it a bit exhausting. Uh, when people just you know they hear an artist say something that they they they're not a fan of, and it's not even like oh you oh you're a hater stuff like that. And, you know, if you if you're in sports co- uh, comment sections, you you'll see that a lot. Oh you're you're just a hater. Oh you just mm. don't want him to see don't want to see him succeed. But it's when they go it's when they go name one Davies song, and I'm just like that's that's the most irrelevant point. Like yeah, <laughs> it's not about. It's not about his discography, it's about his, the point he's making. And I find, you know, the point that he's making there, you know, there's some there's a context in there which I want to quickly explore, mm. where, you know, yes, he said it's whack. And while I honestly disagree, because I actually find it quite a lit track, like, of all the viral tracks that have come around in recent years, that's kind of lit, uh, to be oh, fair. Oh, it's a heater. You know, like, it's I, definitely a heater. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. It's not a bad track, to be fair, to, um, mm. in my mind. But the context is that viral artists and viral you know uh, music that has been dropping recent you know recent years due to memes and whatever and just social media in general and there's a lot of stuff about that it's 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 inorganic you know how his how his, you know we didn't hear of this dude until you know literally a few weeks ago and now he's on you know now he's on every everyone tip of everybody's tongue Mm. That's a bit inorganic. Like I, I said, I, I tweeted this out. I was like, All right, "You guys are missing the point. This is about this, the actual thing. Is about you know, this is his fan base is not a fan base at this point. Like he's gonna he he'll drop an album probably sometime this year to obviously keep up the wave, and people will listen to it. They'll either say it's good or it's bad, and then he'll drop into the ether. You know, mm. and then and then and then the fan base will come, and then we'll see how many numbers is that. But mm. Yeah, this this I, th- I think this whole conversation this could have been a great conversation overall and just in hip hop terms, but I think the fact that people just apparently this is news to me don't rate Dave East, and I'm just like, oh, you, you guys yeah. missed it. You guys missed a chance. No, it was it was total news to me because I actually tweeted out um, about Dave East and had some numbers for him, and yes. oh my gosh, my mentions went crazy that day. I had to <laughs> just leave the house and go for a walk in nature because everyone yeah. was then criticizing me because I was, you know, I didn't even say that Davey's opinion was correct because I think it was wrong. Right. I think you're 100% right. I think it's a great song. But yeah, yeah I, I was really surprised. And the the thing that surprised me was, as you say, like Lil Nas X has not been around long enough to create a fan base. And yet these people were talking really passionately about yes. this song and really, exactly. it was kind of like a stand base, just like, yes, it was just weird. It's so, it is really, it's really cringe. It's just like, you guys are caping up for this one song and the dude you don't really know at all. Like, again, I didn't hear of this dude until the song dropped and until the Billboard, like, uh, you know, commotion went about. That's literally it. And and that was like literally less than a month already. Mm. It's so boiled down now where people are just completely... Compa- completely passionate in the in a very minute sense, but in the broader scope of things, I'm just like, you guys need to open. You guys need to open your mind a bit because this is in the grand scheme of things. 
this is Lil Nas X at this point. I will say at this point, you know, there's the future coming, but at this point, he is a footnote in the in the in the book of genre bending. And that's mm. that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. He's a footnote at this point. But you know, I will obviously if if he drops an album, I might give it a list. I might give it a spin. You know, I might do. You never know. Uh, won't I won't you know? Just, I won't lock myself in on it. But I'll, 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 I might and. We'll see what happens. But at this point, he's a footnote. And the fact that people are getting very, very passionate about it and shitting on Dave East just because they haven't heard a Dave East mixtape, I'm just like... I mean, that's kind of on you because Dave East is actually not bad. Like He's, he's actually quite good. decent. Yeah, I listened to a couple. I listened to a couple of mixtapes last year that he dropped and I was like... He's pretty no, good. He's good. He's, he's, he's okay. He's a he good storyteller. Yeah. yeah, he's got a good couple of bars here and there. You know, he's not the greatest of all time, but, you know, he's all right. He's, he deserves a place. But anyway... We shall move on to that. Uh, we shall move on from that and talk about the overall conversation here um, that we were going, to, we were talking about in the whole episode, which is, as you said, ageism. Now, I have a, I mean, the fact that you, it doesn't exist. I mean, the, the 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 just the just the thing you talk about there. I'm I'm wondering. I don't know <laughs> whether I'm going to argue with this or not. I don't mm. know if I agree or not at this point, but we'll, we'll probably get to that point by the end of this, hopefully. Uh, I'll, I'll sit on some side of the fence. But, um, yeah, I feel like, you know, when... Uh, on the, uh, I'm, We'll get into the stats, obviously, um, in a bit, but as a person just, like, you know, looking, you know, by optics and just, like, the eye test kind of thing... I think it's kind of legitimate because I feel like, like we said, when people see this young dude and he's trying to do something and, you know, they're just, they're going like, and they're getting other pitchforks for anyone older that says anything. And Dave East mm. isn't even that old. He's 30. <laughs> I, mean, he ain't. I just looked it up. He's he's only 30, so. He's only 30. Like, he it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. And, you know, Drake's older than him. Mm. Jay-Z's obviously older than him. So, you know, it's just. It's it's very weird how, um, on the like I said on the scope of things, you know, not backed up by they or my opinion on this, but I feel like if you when people, when when an artist turns a certain age, I feel like there is something there where you know if they, if people think they've fallen off, then that's pretty much it, and then it's on to the next person. It's just it's just a I find it a bit weird to be honest. I think. I mean, you know, the stats are interesting on this because, I mean, hip hop. Look, hip hop is a really young genre when you think about it. It's yes. the youngest of the genres. Um, yep. Maybe you could you could make a claim that electronic dance music is around the same age. But when yeah, we're talking yeah, about yeah. you know hip hop artists and we're looking at ages a minute, there are a smaller amount of older hip hop artists that are still popular because there just will be because there are just less rappers. That were popular like if you look at how many um you know number one or top 10 albums there were in the 80s compared to the 90s there were a very small amount of hip-hop albums went top 10 in the 80s compared to the 90s and the 2000s so those artists yeah. from the 80s would be you know around jay-z's age in their mid to late 40s early 50s and they weren't super popular in the 80s so they're not going to be super popular in the 2010s and so mm. that's why I think there is this idea that hip hop can only be a young person's genre because we just don't have enough older legends. And even as they get older, they diversify what they do. I mean, you look at Dr. Dre and 
he put out Compton in I think 2016, but he hasn't mm-hmm. been super active. Um, you know, you you have Jay Z who's very active, but a lot of these other artists like Rakim, I'm not hearing mm-hmm. he- heaps from him. LL Cool J hasn't dropped since you know 2013, and that mm-hmm. album wasn't was you know poorly received. And so mm-hmm. I think we're being bombarded on the Hot 100 and and the album charts with really young artists, and the older the older people, the older listeners of hip hop. I mean, I've the same thing with Dave East. I had only heard really good things about him, and that's how yeah. I checked him out. Like Joe Budden was talking about him, and he had a mixtape with Styles P, who's a legend. Yeah. You know, Styles P of the Locks. And mm-hmm. these two are like trading bars. And Styles P mm. is one of the greatest rappers, in my opinion. And so I was like, man, Dave East must be really highly respected. But he's not on the Hot 100. So mm-hmm. no one, no one, like the, the greater listening public, because they're getting their, their music from viral success and social media, they don't respect that. And I think that's why there's this idea that older rappers just aren't as relevant or aren't as as valuable as younger rappers because they're not making they're not as prolific they're not on the hot 100 as much uh, but if yes. you look at the numbers it's really it's two-toned like there's the the popular music is definitely run by the young the young people but then there mm-hmm. the, the older rappers are still making relevant music that sells well it's just in a smaller a smaller community yeah i mean I think there's two things, you know, there's two, there's two overall, um, I think, storylines going here that, you know, um, uh, apply to this. I think, and you've, and you've, you've basically said both of them anyway, but the, fir- the first one is the age of the genre itself, you know, considering yeah. hip-hop is literally, what, not even 50 years old. That's very young. And I like the, com- I like the comparison you said with EDM, which is, I think, in my opinion, kind of in a similar vein. Where I mean, it could be younger. I'm not. I don't know much about DM, but in my mind, it's younger if, uh, than hip hop. But you know, it's people seeing people like uh, you know David Guetta selling selling now, like you know, constantly. I feel like I've always had this opinion when it comes to like EDM or <clears throat> any um, uh, any uh, you know computer based uh, uh, music, I guess, in that fashion, like drum and bass, for example. Like I feel like if you have like one one or two great albums that you know chart uh, around the world then you can literally have a career your career yeah. can literally be good for, for it, yeah. all that time and i kind of think i kind of think that's i kind of think that's a uh, applicable uh, in terms of edm but um yeah i think there's that the age of the genre and now the fact that we are in this sh- social media age i think really really makes a difference i feel like maybe in Maybe in 20 years, right, I think this will all change. I truly believe that simply because of this social media age and seeing people like, you know, the the top people right now, okay, you've got your Drakes, you've got your Kendricks, okay, they're they're in their 30s right now, okay, mm-hmm. 20 years, they'll be 50-something, okay. I truly believe that at, the, the, at that point, they will be, you know, in the in the same in the similar vein that a you know that a a, a David Getter or a um, even going more classic like a Bruce Springsteen for example could do what they want in terms of you know doing shows or doing albums or whatever they they could do what they like mm. but obviously because hip hop is such has been such a cultural phenomenon 
uh, compared to, in especially compared to stuff like EDM which I don't think you know musically has probably been as in, as influential than as hip hop um with its electro you know electronic um influences and uh, you know elements yeah i feel like you know because hip hop is so much more has been so much more prevalent in its young age it's left some of the it is left some of the legends by the wayside and you know there is a sad reality in that and um actually the th- thought about a recent a um a recent uh, tirade that uh, MC Shan of the Juice Crew um had recently where he basically you know said fuck hip hop in but in you know terms of the business side and obviously there's another angle there where you know you could talk about how the business side you know the labels and stuff like that have helped skyrocket um, hip-hop into what it is right now um again have left you know the legends just fighting for fighting to not survive because this ain't the jungle the 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 jungle but you know i mean just uh trying to do do shows because they have to not doing shows because they want to yeah um i feel like it'll be like that i feel like people like Kendrick and Drake can do it because they want to in 20 years similar to how Jay-Z is now I think Jay-Z has been has is that maybe that one per that one rapper out of the quote-unquote old school that has been able to do that has been able to do shows because he wants to he doesn't need to do all this let's be Mm. real but he's doing it because he wants to and because he has a lot of other ulterior motives um, but I feel I feel like those are very two um, two special things that I feel like are really applicable here in terms of the ages of the legends right now. Um, you know, some have been left by the wayside, but you know, Jay Z I think is the first one, and I th- and I think he'll, that that trend will continue. Honestly, yeah, I think so too. I think when you look at like the Rolling Stones or U two and these artists in yes, other genres exactly. that have been. Yeah, I mean, Jay-Z signed a deal with Live Nation, I think it was last year, for him to tour for another 10 years. So yeah, exactly, a 10-year deal, yeah. Mm. He's going to be, what, nearly 60 when he when he, when he comes out of that deal. Like, that's... <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's that's incredible, but he, he's still... Not that he's he hasn't hit the, the Hot 100 Top 10 in a while, but he's still, obviously, at the absolute forefront of the culture. It's hard, though, because he is an anomaly um, or an outlier. I mean, Jay-Z is... Jay-Z, he's a little bit different, but that's what that, the first article I wrote, like, back in 2017, and I was listening to some stuff where people, like, 50 Cent, I think because 444 had just dropped, and 50 Cent said that Jay-Z can't be the best rapper alive because he's he's 47, and I thought to myself, that doesn't make any sense, like, why would you say that? And, you know, Andre 3000 also said that he didn't want to rap beyond the age of 40. Drake has said that he doesn't want to rap after the age of 35. Young Thug was saying that teenagers don't listen to you once you turn 30. And so I, like, dove into the numbers. And this took me months to do this article. Like, it was the first statistical article I ever did. So I, my data collection technique was very heavy-handed and so, and I was basically learning uh, all these techniques. And so I went through every major artist um, that was around uh, before 2010. And I think I came up with 69 artists and looked at their entire discography. So I looked at the, the, the variables of 
uh, critical review score, album sales, and chart position on the Billboard 200. And so I try okay. to find a correlation between age and these variables. Now, a correlation means that as age goes up, maybe chart position goes down, or as age goes up, the critical review score goes down, or album sales go down. So I went through all of this data and basically came up with no correlation until past 50 that album sales or critical review or billboard chart positions go down as age goes up. So what my conclusion for that was, now this was just like a huge data set, a huge amount of artists. So it wasn't just what we're listening to on the charts every day. This was like hip hop. This was everyone every major artist at the time in hip-hop who had released, I think they had to have released four albums to to qualify. And there was no correlation. So I concluded that ageism didn't exist. Now, when I ran the numbers for this podcast, I looked at the Hot 100 top 10 since 2010. And I found that the average age of lead artists that hit the Hot 100 Top 10 was 29 in hip-hop, which is like, okay. you know, that's, you would you would expect that. That's that's the same as, pretty much the same as the average for all genres since 2010. Mm. Um, right. But what I discovered was as we get higher, obviously that percentage of those people get lower. So the percentage of those artists hitting the Top 10 that are over 35, that was only 20.4%. Over 40, 9.7%. So it dropped down dramatically, and I guess what the conclusion there is, ageism in hip-hop, if you're looking at hip-hop as a whole, if you're not just looking at what's on the radio and what's popular and what everyone's talking about on social media, it doesn't really exist. Quality and and relevance doesn't drop to core hip-hop fans, but if you're looking at it as a popular a popularity contest and hip hop is the most popular genre in North America at the moment. So it's basically mm-hmm. pop at this point. Then mm-hmm. yes, ageism in hip hop does exist. But the question is why is it just because there are less artists around this age releasing music are labels promoting them less because they're older. Or are they just looking for the next blue face or the next uh, Lil Nas X and not focusing on, you know, LL Cool right. J or the locks or right. like, yeah, I mean, there's there's heaps of heaps of factors that could be impacting that. Yeah, I think you've I think I think you've pretty much found the you know found the ten board on that archery. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I think is that you know there are there are artists you know from the nineties and eighties that are still doing it. You know, I was literally, literally today listening to Master Ace, right? Yeah, and. You know he's he's been drop he's been dropping you know for 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 a, a good couple of years now actually he dropped a dropped the falling season twenty sixteen amazing album uh, one of my favorites of twenty sixteen spe- uh, especially top ten for sure uh, and also you know a Brooklyn story which dropped last year with uh, Marco Polo the, produ- the Toronto producer so you know there there are p there are so many artists that are still that are still dropping in my mind that are still dropping uh, you know. F- quality quality works but i think it's like you i think it's like you hinted that the fact that you know major labels especially they yes. don't see anything in that you know they they don't they don't see anything in that basically putting it putting it simply you know you can 
like I said, Jay Z, it really, really, generally is the outlier in this, honestly, because there are there are a lot of artists around his era that are still doing it, like now, right now. Like I said, you know, there's still people, you know, Fonte, uh, Ninth Wonder, still um, still leading his Jamla records. You know, he's he's still doing that. He's still touring the stuff, and you know, it's there are there are so many Snoop Dogg still dropping albums. You know. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of more, but obviously there are so many artists that you know are in that era and are still dropping tracks. You know, Dre may not be dropping you know um, albums like like we want him to, but you know he's dropping he, he's executive producing Anson Pack albums and so many more. He's doing his things. He's above that, obviously. So you know there are there. I think there are you know older artists that are still doing it and. Like I said, I, I still feel like this can this will you know get higher. And as as hip hop matures in its pop status, I feel like there will be there will come that time where there will be more people in Jay's range age range, and you know still be and st- still be plugged by labels. And if not, then that's just a crying shame. And that's obviously will be you know left to future to tell but um looking at it now i think you hit the nail on the head i think it is just the fact that you know hip-hop is has found this it's found this new wave of youth obviously we've seen this with you know soundcloud and uh, 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 soundcloud rap quote-unquote and you know stuff like that there's, there's a new there's a new wave coming there's a new wave that's already hit do you and... think? Do you think that like? Sorry to cut you off, but do you think? That's right. That major labels are playing like a massive, like. Do you think that they're because uh, you know I've I've done some stats on major labels and basically they control of the last since two thousand ten they control ninety six percent of the charts <laughs> major labels like the, you know there are three major labels um, uh, Universal Sony and Warner and yeah you would not believe the incredible amount of influence they have over the charts. They yeah. like, and, and this is just music that we're always hearing. I remember when uh, Migos dropped culture Two, right. And I don't listen to yeah. the radio in Australia. I, I just listen to what I listen to. And stir yeah. fry was to me, I didn't even know it was a single, but it was, a, it was a great song. So I was, yeah. I've been listening to stir fry all the time, like singing it. And then I will yeah, actually, we're in a, in a car dealership buying a car and Stir Fry came on the radio, and I was like, oh, man, Stir Fry is hot in Australia. And the guy who was yeah. selling us a car did not look like yeah. a hip-hop fan at all, started rapping along to it. And I said to him, you know the lyrics? He's like, oh, they play it like 12 times a day. I have to know the lyrics. <laughs> and so it made me That's realize amazing. that this is just we're being force-fed this music through playlists and through the radio. And if major la- major labels have so much control over this, if they were – if they were investing that promotional money and that money into older artists with oh, already boy. established fan bases, that's what we'd boy. be listening to. But we're not. Like you look at, I've got this data here. Like the artists of the oldest artists that have a Hot 100 top 10 hit this decade: right. Dr. Dre at 46, Eminem at 45, mm. Jay Z at mm. 43. Um, mm. Who else? We got to go all the way down here to Snoop Dogg at 41, yeah. Kanye at 41. Like, that's a tiny amount of artists, but they're legends, but they've only got a couple. Like, Eminem, obviously, is still massive, but uh, mm-hmm. these labels just seem to be grabbing the next 
big young thing and then chewing them up and spitting them out and by the time they're in the 30s what are they doing like you know it's just like they have so much control and influence and i just feel like this this debate that we're having is actually controlled by them what what do you think about that oh okay <laughs> well i just mean like they just seem to be they they just seem to have so much influence and like, well, I don't understand. I guess my question would be, why are they not investing in older rappers with already established fan bases? Like, just because they're old, do, you, do they think that teenagers won't listen to them? I, well, sadly, I think that is the case, you know. I think of it as, I think of it as um, like Wall Street stock, right? Because hip-hop has now become this, you know, sexy new well obviously not new but um quote-unquote new thing and these artists have come around via social media and have been able to sell you know this has given the major labels that green light that that bright light on the ping in their head and the dollar signs in the eyes where they're just like oh so you guys like this okay let me let me pump this let me pump this tub of lard into you right quick you know what i mean so it is basically stock at this point where where you know hip hop is now snapchat and we're basically saying and hip hop has officially said we are going public all the all the all the major labels have just pumped their money into this and taken the stock and you know because young people are the audience majority they they want they want what they want you know what i mean and it is it takes two to tango you know the the major labels only give what the audience wants. You know, what I mean, if the audience say they want they want ten Juice Worlds, you know, that, then they'll give them ten Juice Worlds. They yeah. will not. They do not mind. They're not doing. This is the thing, and that really that really fucked me up. They're saying like, are we controlled by the labels? Run hits <laughs> blood. Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, <laughs> it I is, mean, it's it, just like. If it feels a bit like it, you know, it feels like they're controlling the narrative at this point because they have yeah. such an influence over the charts and that's what we're listening to, you know, like people so passionately defending Lil Nas X. How can you, yeah. he's got one song, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, well, how are two, you, in a, how in a are remix. you, <laughs> yo, I mean, how are you such a massive fan after three yeah. songs? Yeah. I, it is it is interesting. I, I will I will say that it is very interesting that you've gone down this road, and I actually kind of um, it is kind of left me just uh, wanting to think about it more and more. But um, I guess on the I guess on the you know the legends front, I would say that because they have had this you know credo of authenticity, and obviously that's the thing. I mean, in my mind, I respect highly because they have this um, this aura about them. You know, the Big Daddy Canes, the um, the Master Aces, the KRS Ones, the Grandmaster Flashes. All of, all of these people in that era, you know, they did. They were doing hip hop because obviously that was that was their creative outlet. You know, I think every generation mm. has their has their outlet into what they want to do uh, in terms of 
what they want their stamp to be on the world. You know, what I mean, there's there's many examples you could think of. I think uh, you know to be completely meta and be be right now in this moment. You know, recently in London, like some streets went onto a some major roads went onto a standstill because of the Extinction Rebellion protests. You know, yeah, I saw that. young people. Yeah are beginning to, you know, some people uh, from, you know, from high schools and primary, well, not primary schools, high schools are taking, uh, took strikes from school because of climate change. You know, this is, this is a thing. That's the thing right there. So in the 80s, in the 90s, New York especially, obviously, this was their creative outlet. This is what they wanted to do. They wanted to have a piece of music where they took what they listened, what their parents listened to, and they flipped it. Okay, this is what they wanted to do. Now, it is not because of that. They, the the artists mm. right now, and this is by, this is not really a shot of them, it's just how it is, you know what I mean? And I do think that is a label thing, you know, where they have so much influence, they are, you know, they're basically saying you, could, you don't have to know music at all, you know, you don't have to know your history. If you if you got bars, then you're good. And not even that for sometimes. Sometimes if you just uh, if you have the right producer and like, you know if you have the right vibe, then that's it. Then you're good. You're gold. So there's a obviously the bar is lower, and I feel like you know there is a there is an integrity uh, element here when it comes to the quote unquote older artists where they don't want to do they they, they don't they don't care. Yeah. Yeah. But they care, if, if that makes I any see sense. What you're saying, they, yeah. they care about they care about the culture. Obviously, they you know they hold that dear to their hearts. But I don't. But I don't think they want to do it in this fashion where they are. Uh, if if even if a la- even if a label you know stuck their neck out and just went, uh, you know, hey, do, 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 hey, Juice Crew, do you want to get back together for another album? You know what I mean. Yeah. They yeah. they might they might if it was under the right label if it was under like a Rock Nation maybe or a, or, a, or a Jamla for example or even a Dreamville I don't know but just for just for example even those labels that are you know culturally in my mind are actually very protective of the culture and actually trying to uplift it for for every for every Dreamville there's like five ten others that are just doing it just because the P is good yeah. just because the money's good you know what I mean yeah. so. Yeah. There is, I, th- I think there, there. I said a lot of things there, but there, I think the main thing is for old Rias, I feel like a they don't, they don't really have to, but I don't think they really want to in this fashion, uh, which is kind of unfortunate. But I understand, and I feel like it's good that we have this, we have this. Well small at the moment but hopefully growing platform where we can we as hip-hop fans can you know talk about both sides of it and you know break it down and you know just open open people's eyes in a bit because that's what i kind of like that's why i kind of hold myself to when in, as it pertains to you know hip-hop in general where i'm trying to i'm trying to tell i'm trying to tell my friends you know there's these aren't these aren't there are so many there's like 30 40 years of hip-hop right right behind you if you just look for if you just dive down the right hole then you are good like i, I introduced my friend to, to master ace recently and he was like oh yeah i listened to biggie as well recently i was like no shit and i didn't mm. even have to encourage him you yeah, know what i mean good. it just takes it just takes that one seat each one teach one that's literally it but 
as it pertains to now and as it pertains to you know major labels and stuff like that they don't care about that it is literally just is i go back to i go back to stock market hip-hop is a hot stock they're putting into it and if some if if at some point you know the um the next the next generation want to start a new wave of rock or a uh, you know, or, or something else, or metal, or whatever. You know, then that's where the labels will go to if they need to. It's just, it's just yeah. labels respond to the audience, and I kind of feel like we we sometimes get lost in that. Where, you know, we see these labels, and they're like, you know, obviously monoliths, and you know, they're they're, they're nameless, they're faceless, they're just white suits on the top of a building in New York, just saying, let's do this, let's do this, uh, but we're not thinking about the audience around us where they're just going, you know, I'll take what, I'll, t- I'll take what's given to me. And, uh, I, th- I think that's, that's where, that's where I come down to it, where, you know, there, there is, there are so many old rice that can, that can find another audience maybe, but they just, they, they choose not to because they've had their run. Yeah. They feel like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll happily take what I've, what I've been given. Yeah, I want to like I want because that's an interesting point. I want to throw some names out because I do have a list of every uh, Hot 100 top ten in the history of hip hop. And Go then for it. if we look into some of these artists from the '90s, and then think about how you feel about them now, and then I'll throw some artists from 2010 to 2018, and think about how you would feel about them in 20 years' time. So we've got artists <laughs> okay. like um, uh, we've got Dr. Dre. We've got Salt okay. and Pepper, we've got Onyx, Snoop Dogg, Coolio, DeBrat, Snoop Dogg again, Warren G, uh, Notorious Big, Tupac, uh, Looney's, Method Man, um, who else? MC Light, uh, mm. Diddy, Busta Rhymes, Mace. You know, I mean, there are, there are some artists like Vanilla Ice, uh, Criss Cross. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, so th- there's a couple, there's a couple, but then... Yep. If we go down to 2000 and like recently, now you've got artists like G Easy or Kyle or Yo Gotti or Lil Uzi Vert mm-hmm. or Lil Baby and Gunna or Six Nine mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Um, who else have we got in here? Silento, uh, T Wayne, he did the Nene song. Oh right, yeah, I can't, okay. that's what I'm saying. So, so I mean, I, I, see, see, I mean, if we go back know. even a little bit, like you know, back to 2010, and it's kind of like, you know, who these artists? I don't think like you're not going to see Iggy Azalea, and and you know, I have to say I love Iggy Azalea because I'm Australian, and she's our she's our greatest you, musical though? export. I do love do you, Iggy. Do you have I, to say that though? <laughs> well, I don't have to, but I want to. Let's put it that way because I like Iggy. Okay, big up but, myself. But these artists, you know. Those artists I named from the 90s are legends. And these artists I'm naming mm-hmm. now... I mean, Lil Uzi Vert, I think, will still be around in 20 years. But do you really think Lil Pump is going to be? Or, you know, half no. of these artists, Lil Baby and Gunna? No. Well, give me give me the names again and I'll tell you yes or no. Whether I see him, like, being relevant in 20 years. Okay, well, we'll say Post Malone. <sighs> Fuck. I hope not. I, I really don't want him to, but I... Fuck. I, I, th- I feel like... He, He's one. He's that special one where he has, for some reason, been plopped into this hip hop pool, even though he said several times that he's not. And I, uh, I, I mean, don't think I, he's I mean, I agree he's not. But yeah, 
I feel like he will be relevant, unfortunately, in 20 years, yes. What about uh, Blockboy JB? No. Juice World. That's <sighs> uh, very that's very 50-50, because, yeah, mm, uh, I, I, is, is Ice like him, where it's highly relevant on how much quote-unquote emo raps living because mm. you know with people like Blockboy jb right he's you know on the trap wave let's be let's be real okay he's on the trap wave trap i believe is pla- has plateaued okay in terms of popularity i don't think it can get any bigger it can only go down from here so yeah. when you name ice like Blockboy jb i will put him in that pool of trap and i'll say he will go down as trap goes down you know yeah. what i mean which i believe it will at some point emo rap in 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 another in the other case, I don't know where that's going at the moment. I it's obviously rising. Will it be the will it be like you know in the as we go into the new decade? Will that be where trap is now? Maybe. Mm. So, I will say I will say yes, just for prediction purposes. But I I honestly don't know where it depends where emo rap goes. Well, what I find interesting is then looking back at like the 2000s so you look at someone like Lil Jon who was like massive back then and he was riding yes. a specific okay. wave mm-hmm. and no one speaks of him anymore or you have exactly Chingy or you have <laughs> Nelly or you have um, yep. who else have we got here you know uh, Soldier Boy Jay Kwan like young uh, the, like you have them franchise boys Bubba Sparks Bow yeah, Wow yeah. so yeah. I don't know because because in the 2010s, there are still some legends that are hitting the top 10. I mean, Dr. Dre has now been platinum in four separate decades. Snoop Dogg's still hitting the it's top amazing. 10. Um, yeah. You know, Lil Wayne, crazy. Like, since yeah, that's a good you know, Eminem, mm-hmm. Eminem as well. So, I mean, you look at Kodak Black, you think, uh, he's probably not going to be around in 20 years. But it, it is just an interesting time in hip-hop where I think statistically... Uh, commercially, it is a young person's genre, but I also think it's in a very interesting transition period because, as we said earlier, it is a young genre, and some of these legends are now getting a little bit older and trying to work out. You know, you made a great point about back in the 90s and the 80s, they were making music because they wanted to make music. And what I actually yeah. did an article with Central Source, and we looked at dual artists, so dual discipline artists, artists who rapped and produced. And obviously, okay. in the, the 80s and the early 90s, there were heaps of them. You know, Cool Mo D, Warren G, Sir Mix-A-Lot did a lot of his own stuff. MC Hammer did heaps of his own stuff. Ice-T, mm-hmm. Too Short. Because labels weren't paying for production. They weren't paying big-time producers to come produce albums. There weren't these exactly. huge budgets. So you were getting, like, that artist was giving you everything. They were giving you their entire artistic palette. And... It was just like, it was a very pure form of the art. And now, because it's so popular, you're getting artists who, as you said earlier, don't really respect the legends and haven't grown up on hip-hop. And I find it interesting, like, comparing it to rock music, where when I was following rock music, you really had to pay your dues to become a, a popular band. You had to do years of touring. You had to do... And it's the same with hip-hop. You listen to these podcasts... And, you know, I listened, used to listen to Drink Champs a lot and Memphis Bleak was talking about the Chitlin circuit where you would just be in a bus performing these tiny little venues 
and right. you do it for years to build up your buzz yeah. in your area and build up your hype. Now they don't have to do that at all, and I think that's the problem. Is that major labels are just giving artists with a social media following um, these huge budgets, and they're getting them on the charts, and that's why it feels so weird and discordant because we're used to artists really paying their dues and really putting in the effort and you know, being hollow. able, being yeah, being able to rap and and respecting their elders. And as I get older, it's just more frustrating to see people like Kodak Black saying he's better than Tupac. I'm like, man, you you don't even know. And and I'm young. Imagine people who are in their forties who grew up on hip hop, and they're just like, you didn't. Well, you didn't even mention Rakim. So they just be like, you you literally don't know what you're talking about. And yep. so it's just this weird time in hip hop where it's become the most popular genre in America, and we're seeing what major labels have done to pop music specifically like they kind of just turn it into the next big thing and they're trying to do it to hip-hop and it will be like if we circle way back to our what we started this discussion about with Lil Nas X and Dave East we can agree Mm -hmm. that Dave East is a better rapper than Lil Nas X and we can agree that Dave East is a good rapper um he respects his elders he has the respect of his elders and by from a pure hip-hop stance you know, he should be able to deliver his opinion and people should sit there and go, eh, he's wrong, but like he has a right to do that. But instead, everyone just jumped on top of him. And I find that like a really sad state of affairs. And I think it's just because hip hop has become so popular now and everyone's just listening to whatever these major labels are churning out. And so now we're at a point where hip hop is in a transition period and which way is it going to go? Are we going to still maintain that that authenticity or are we really going to go down this this pop sugar kind of you know what i'm saying like cookie cutter yeah. they're popular today they're not popular tomorrow route where just <clears throat> hundreds of rappers are going to chart on the top hot 100 and we're never going to hear about them again uh yeah i th- is um i think hip hop is in a very unique position you know into compared to every other genre that has been you know uh, that has been you know up and down for the past 100 years right yeah where if you go to any genre f- before the 20 uh, before you know the mid 2000s right so you got your rock you got your jazz you got your disco you got your metal whatever you want to pick right when those genres and subgenres came up right they came they came up in a world where you know it re it was word of mouth it was again organic right where <laughs> and it organic in the sense that you know someone bought a vinyl or whatever and they just listened to it and they were like oh this is this person's great and I want to go see him right you hip hop is in this completely unique position that we have never ever ever experienced before in terms of people consuming music and people just in music in uh, the you know around music in general yeah because we're in this age where uh you know people can well young people anyway specifically can hit up hit up spotify apple music title whatever and click onto whatever artist they want that's one thing there's an autonomy in that and it's liberating and we've talked about that before how liberating it is and 
it really it really is that and because of that they feel like they can make a difference in some form of fashion i don't really know how they can but they can they believe this now and they and they and they've experienced this because when you see someone like a you know how south florida especially have come up you know with the triple uh, x and you know people like denzel curry right yeah. That specific example, right, that is very recent, you know, in the past three, four years or so. And obviously they've been around for longer, especially in South Florida. But obviously in terms of coming up, it's been a few years, okay? They have seen They have seen this. They have seen the fact that, that, that you know, social media following can do this and this can happen, right? Comparing hip-hop as, a pop, as the most popular genre... It, uh, comparing to the, comparing to the other genres that I mentioned, the others didn't have that. They didn't have that paradigm of uh, what's the what's the word what's the word I'm looking for. They, they didn't have that um, that cultural sway, I guess, where it's so it, it's more it's more quick. You know, it's more it's more quick. It's more it's more fast food. You know what I mean? It's more, it's more by the day. It's not by the month or by the year or by the decade even. It's, it's, it's really mm. by the day. Mm. And it, it, I, I fear that we have, you know, as hip-hop fans, as, <clears throat> as a, you know, as an amateur hip-hop historian, as an amateur hip-hop scholar, you know, in, 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 as a student of the game, I feel like we've kind of been. Uh, I, I think we're kind of late on this. On on catching this, uh, in ter- and by, by catching it, I mean I mean like. Um, bear with me. I'm I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> catching. Um, getting yeah, catching that. Uh, that cultural notation where you just have to go. Okay, this is happening. And we need to be aware of this. And obviously the legends can't do... Uh, most of the legends don't do that anymore, you know? I follow people like Pete Rock or Big Daddy Kane, right? They don't... They, they barely... They barely... Especially Pete Rock barely talks about hip-hop. That dude... I mean, yeah. he dropped an... He actually, he actually dropped an instrumental album recently. Like, I think yesterday, to be fair. Uh, so, you know, he's still doing... That's another person who's doing music still. Pete Rock. You know? Yeah. But whenever, whenever I see him on Instagram... He's constantly talking about uh, uh, superhero films. <laughs> He's talking yeah. about Avengers Endgame. He, ain't, he, yeah. he, he don't care. So you yeah. know, he, the, these, That's a good if point. we if we ask these if we ask the legends right about their opinion on the game right now, obviously they have their opinions, but they don't talk about it unless it's a very very unless it turns up on the national news. Then they don't really they don't really invest in that much, and I find that kind of unfortunate. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying, ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying friggin' hard to keep this to keep this. You know, there was a good forty years of greatness behind you guys. I'm trying to I'm trying to make people you know in our in our generation uh, notice this, and it's hard. But but when you when the well, legends don't yeah. when the legends yeah. don't you know uh, uh, absorb it as well and are into it as well you know comparing it to sports you know sports stars sports stars of old are still into it 
You know? Yeah, they're, they're still they're, commentators. They're, you know, they yeah, they're, they're always they're, speaking on it. Exactly, they still commentate, and you know, we have these. We have a few people. We have Nori. You know, we, we got we got we Joe Biden. Memphis. Yeah, yeah, we have Joe Budden. We have a couple of people, but it's not enough. It really yeah. isn't enough. And, and I, I think, find that yeah, a bit, you're right. I find that a bit right. sad. I think, cause, yeah. and also, like, I think because so much music comes out that there's l- yeah. less incentive to go back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so much. Yeah. Exactly. That's another thing. There's so much to. There's so much to consume, and that's another thing we have to, you know, compare to to older genres. You know. Back in the back in the day, they probably you know you probably had like whatever whoever's in the top forty, and who whoever your local band is. <laughs> that's the, that's pretty much it. Like and you, I will, you didn't have yeah, you didn't yeah. have much, and not whoever's he was on the radio. There's them three avenues. I will make one small point too about okay. this because I find this very important. Is like my parents are the ones that got me into music. You know, they I yep. listened to what they listened to, so I listened to Eurythmics, Beatles, Pink Floyd. Heaps of stuff mm-hmm. that they listen to. And mm-hmm. so, you know, obviously I'm white. And so we listened, we didn't listen to hip hop in our house when I was younger. Not not because, I mean, it was just wasn't as popular among Australians back then. It was just, yeah. so I grew up on that, that those old bands and that's where I started my musical discovery. Now mm-hmm. hip hop is now a very popular genre. So this is, this could be a, 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 a very big plus for hip hop in that, Back in the 80s and 90s, it was not as popular as, as rock and pop. It's just, you know, statistically, it wasn't. So statistically, more parents were telling their kids about pop and rock music, like classic stuff. So they were going to those older concerts, you know, watching Rolling Stones or whatever. And so yeah. they grew up on that. Whereas, you know, the young generation now and the generation before us, so they're not really, they didn't really grow up on classic hip hop because that's not what their parents were listening to. But because hip hop is so popular now and so just entrenched in just genuine North American culture, I feel like a lot of people who are in this generation, when they become parents, that is the knowledge that they're going to be handing down to their kids about hip hop. Yeah. And so, unfortunately, maybe that 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 generation of the '80s and the '90s will actually be a little bit forgotten because yeah. the majority of this generation's listening to new music, new hip hop mm-hmm. music, and that's what they're going to be passing on to their kids. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be thinking like Nelly and Ja Rule are like <laughs> the creators of hip hop and 50 Cent. And to, to them, classic albums are going to be like Nellyville, and they'll be like, Nellyville is like, you know, paid in full to them. So I don't know. It's just, it's an interesting thing because it just comes back to what we said about hip hop just being a young genre. Wow, that, that that kind of blew my mind there, Nellyville. I mean, I like Nellyville to be fair. Hey man, it's, album, a it's a good album. It's a good album. Well, that's compared to Payton Four. That's literally what it's going to be looked like. Like, imagine if you listen to Nellyville <sighs> over Radio by L Cool J or like you know something by Public Enemy or NWA. Like, that's just not in the same realm, is it? Yeah, and I think that's I think that's where I was trying to get to, where I don't have trust in us at all. <laughs> I do not trust us at all like, as a generation that we're going to take what's, I mean, you know, subjectively good, obviously, in terms of what I'm thinking about. But, you know, I've kind of, I find myself to have a, you know, a bigger, a wider net uh, and, and, you know, filtration system compared to the regular average Joe. But, you know, I think that is kind of something I'm very worried about, you know, mm. that, that, we, that we are 
you know, in the process, and it's the beginning of, you know, 90s, 80s, and uh, the 70s are already late. I mean, obviously, Hibble started in 1979, so, you know, it doesn't really count, but, you know, the early 80s especially, I think that stuff's already pretty much, for like, 95% deleted, you know, in terms of people's, you know, yeah. popular memory. And, it, it, again, I think we were a bit late, to be fair, just to... Just to to we didn't foresee this as a as a culture i guess we didn't foresee the fact that hip-hop would become this major thing and now that it is a full-on there's a full-on business behind it it leaves the cultural you know uh stalwarts to either move on and accept Uh, it which i feel like some of them have unfortunately and are leaving the taste makers of today, the Spotify playlist makers, the the curators, the, yeah, the, the the playlist curators, the, the vibe um, curators, yeah, the, the, yeah, you know the it, there there are you know there are some people that are still trying, and I you know salute them highly, but I feel like it's a it's a it's a it's already a war that we are we've already lost a, a couple we've already had a few casualties in, and we haven't even clocked it until now. You know what I mean, and that's very that's uh, that's very unfortunate, but uh, man, it's it's it, it is up to us, Ben. <laughs> it's a sad it is way. Up, it is I, up to us and us alone. <laughs> it's a sad way to end the podcast, but I think I think you're right. <laughs> but I, but uh, just to keep just to keep it light and uh, just to you know, we it has it has been it has gone down to a very uh, morbid state. And we and we are trying to and we always try to you know end it light. Well, we like so, to end it light. So you have something like for to, us. We like to end it light. So my thing to end it light is um, I recently uh, obviously you, you're not here. So in the UK uh, there is a fashion uh, uh, brand called Boohoo. Okay. Okay. And they have this men's division that you know I I mean I don't know any men that shop at Boohoo, um, but apparently it's a it's a thing. And recently, I have seen on my, you know, on on the social media ad space and on billboards everywhere. Yes, Quavo of all people, um, Quavo having his having his own fashion line on Boohoo Man and getting the bag, getting the bag, and you know, big salute to that. But my question is, uh, who the hell is a fan of Migos, Quavo especially, and also shops at Boohoo? It doesn't make it doesn't correlate. It, it does not make sense and is the and just from a business perspective it is the most oddest thing I have ever seen uh, this year honestly just seeing Quavo flex on a billboard wearing these I mean clothing aside right the clothing is weird the clothing is just out there very very out there but um, just this aside I don't know who shops at Boohoo Man and listens to Migos. I don't. I, I don't. There, there must be like a minute per, uh, uh, slice of the public of the UK. They've public definitely got a niche. I've that. just. I've just gone on their website and, and Quavo's plastered <laughs> all over it. <laughs> I mean, Quavo's on every page. Like he's got a thumb that says "Come through dripping," and that's like a, apparently that's a that's a, a category. Come through dripping is a category. <laughs> God, oh, oh, that's a dry heave. I didn't Jeez, even know man. that. I'm that's having a, dry a look heave. at this. 
There's a, there's a genuine Quavo section on Boohoo Man. And it's just, these are other models. And it says Quavo. So this is his line, apparently. Yeah, man. I mean, and this is another, and this is another thing. And uh, shout out to Gabrielle who, who put me onto this particular thought. Is Quavo going to wear this at concerts? I highly well, doubt he would. It depends on the, it depends <laughs> on the bag. I, I no 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 boohoo is not that not I don't know well I don't know I don't know if it's that big but I I highly doubt he, they have that much pull to have Quavo not wearing designer clothing. Let's, what is this? Is it this is it? What, what is it's their like, like? What is their target market? I don't. I'm trying to about boohoo exactly. man. Here we go. Like maybe they have a. It's fashion's best kept secret in menswear apparently. So Quavo <laughs> is just keeping keeping the secret because I haven't heard him shouted out in a song. So he is keeping the secret. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I don't follow him on Twitter, but I'm I'm, I'm sure like he probably did one tweet about it. <laughs> that was it. He said they say I that mean, they such don't a weird, take. It's the weirdest thing I've seen this uh, this year, honestly, just from a hip hop perspective. They say that they the don't take fashion too seriously. <laughs> they say that they don't take fashion too seriously, and and. Judging by their clothes, you can tell that. <laughs> They're like, well, we don't, we haven't put a lot of effort into these clothes. We just paid Quavo a bunch of money to promote them for us, so the design isn't great. Oh boy! Oh, but boy. hey, Quavo's wearing them, so why don't you wear them too? I would not wear. Oh, I might wear this velour T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> velour T-shirt? No, that that fabric will melt down there, man. Surely it's only available in two sizes: extra small or double XL. Well, pe- well, damn! People are buying it. I can't wait to see this. I can't wait to see what a person rock this. Like, what rock these? Uh, rock these clothes. I can't wait. I can't wait to just walk past someone and just go, "Wow, you went they, for it, didn't you?" Damn. They have they have a shirt with this logo, "Nice Drip" on it. Oh. Look, this is, I um... wear some wild stuff. Honestly, oh, I that's have grim. crazy. I wear dresses, I wear all sorts of crap, but I'm not wearing a shirt that says nice drip. Like, what does that even mean? That sounds awful. I mean, Eminem had a song called Drips in the 2000s, and it was about venereal disease. Like, that's a terrible thing to say is nice. I don't want... That's... What are you... Oh, jeez. This actually reminds me of a. Uh, this, this reminds me of a, a, a Jordan Peele's Us, the film, and uh, there's a oh, little, yes. there's a little, there's a little Easter egg where um, one of the daughters, you know, this uh, one of the, the white millennial daughters, are wearing this uh, uh, t-shirt, and I forgot the rock band, but the the basically the thing is is that the rock band was like very. Um, uh, very uh, uh, punkish back in the day, and now she's rocking a crop top with their logo on it, and now it's just that ironic thing that people wear now. And this is literally it now, where Quavo has tr- has taken the high the high fashion uh, aura that he that he amigos hold, and have just basically brought it down to the freaking doldrums. Oh my days! Well, that's the problem. absolute embarrassment. <laughs> That's the problem because Migos are very fashionable and they are, I would claim, fashion icons. Like they wear some incredible, some incredible things. And like these is not incredible. This is just garbage. <laughs> like I wouldn't, you yep. couldn't pay me to wear this. They obviously could pay Quavo to wear it, but you couldn't pay me to wear it. 
At least he's not wearing the nice drip shirt. That would just be too much. Yeah, yeah, but okay. We have so yeah. On that note, we shall All see. Right, we, should, we shall see yeah. in the future whether Cravo comes through, rocking the. Oh, what was it again? Nice drip. What, what drip? Nice, nice drip. Nice drip. <laughs> nice drip. Nice drip. What's a? I mean, I know what a drip is, but like, you don't need to say nice. Like, you say you're dripping, but you don't. I don't know, man. I I don't know. I don't think I could pull this off. Okay, I'm I'm going to take a shot of anything over forty percent. Um, I'll... Okay. Well, I, I, it's <laughs> like nine a.m. here, so I won't do that. But <laughs> have one for me. <laughs> I, I, okay, I got you. I got two. Got, I got one. I got one for you as well. So, right, on that note, we will leave it there. Uh, I will on the on the formality side. I will leave the I'll leave uh, Ben's article that he did two years ago. I'll throw that into the description so you guys can read it in all its glory. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So, uh, from me, I've been Charlie Taylor. Yeah, I'm Ben Carter. This has been Digging in the Digits, and we shall see you next week. Take it easy, ladies and gentlemen. Peace. Digging in the Digits is produced by me and Ben Carter. The show was edited by me. Music for the show, Peace and Video Games by Bonus Points. Thanks to Chill Records for the ability to use. Socials for the fifth element, covered by numbers, bonus points, and Chill Hop Records will be in the description wherever you're listening. This has been a fifth element podcast network and hip hop by numbers collaboration. Thanks for spending time with us, and we'll see you next time on Digging in the Digits. Digging in the Digits.